I don't wanna be the boy that runs in the back I don't wanna be the kid that falls in the dark All I really want to be is the guy that gets that girl Welcome to the AJ Steele Show. We discuss politics, sex, money, and everything in between. And now, here's your host, an immigrant, a self-made millionaire, an American, AJ Steele. Everything I say and do, I'm just not good Welcome back to the AJ Steele Show. I know that these are very rough, trying times for us here in America and the rest of the world. We're all dealing with what is known as the Chinese coronavirus or the COVID-19 virus or the Wuhan virus, whatever you want to call it. It's a virus that originated in the Hubei district or more specifically in Wuhan city in China. And it is a great danger to the world, and it's been also advertised or promoted as the greatest danger there is to the world. And I've been wanting to talk about it for a long time because I know a lot about viruses and bacteria and infections and infection control. And I used to be in charge of large infection control teams for large corporations in my past life, in my past career. And that's in addition to being a healthcare provider. But unlike many of my colleagues, I didn't want to talk on the air before I knew all the facts, or at least until I had a general grasp of all the information that's out there. Now, do I know all the facts? No, I don't think anybody knows the complete story. And mind you, my dear listeners, this story keeps changing and evolving as new information comes out day by day. But I do know a lot about what's going on with the virus and what are ways to prevent it, and also some of the treatments that are being proposed to deal with it. Now, I've been hearing a lot, a lot of crazy stuff from the media. We all know our liberal media in the United States of America is obsessed with taking down President Trump, and it's obsessed with doom and gloom. And uh, this virus is one of the methods they've used to try to destroy his presidency and our, our trust in him as people, as his constituents, as Americans. And all of this led to a mass hysteria. As we all know, the stock market has been dropping like crazy. People are starting to panic and hoard things. Some counties, such as mine, uh, have a shelter-in-home policy, so we're not even allowed to leave our home in an attempt to try to slow down the spread of the Wuhan virus. Now, I don't believe in hysteria. I don't believe in panic. But I do believe in science. I believe in prevention. And I believe in proper health care. So I'm not necessarily trying to minimize the risks uh, involved with this virus, but I want people to get more educated and I want to basically tell all these gloom and doom fear mongers to shut up. They need to take it easy. Enough of this spreading of panic, unnecessary panic. We can deal with this infection, we can conquer it, and most of us will survive it with very, very little scars or long-term effects including many elderly people. Now, naturally, there's going to be some people who are going to get hurt. And sadly, most of these people are going to be the ones who are immunocompromised, meaning people that have pre-existing conditions, and the elderly. And that's horrible because that's the elderly are the group of people I like the most in this country. But they are also susceptible to other things, other viruses, the flu, 
The common cold can be a danger to the elderly. So I just don't want this thing blowing out of proportion like it has. And it's almost time to put that genie back in the bottle. I don't know if I can do it with our show here, but I'm going to educate all the Americans that want to listen. Now, I've been listening to the media, idiots in the media who know nothing about medicine, nothing about infection control, nothing about the spread of viruses and how to deal with them, just pontificating left and right about how this thing is going to kill us all and destroy us all and how the economy is going to fall apart. And all this fear-mongering has led to our economy falling apart. But what really surprised me was listening to a man that I've really admired over the years. He's a talk show host named Michael Savage. He lives right here in Marin County where I live, so we're practically neighbors. And he's someone I've always looked up to. I've listened to him for many, many years since he first went on radio. And I've had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. But his shows have gotten to the point where all he does is fear-monger. In some ways, he's actually scarier than all the people on the left because he has some titles, he has some education, he has a large audience that really respects him, and yet he cherry-picks facts. It's a lot of hyperbole, it's a lot of he said, she said, it's a lot of articles that he quotes that he read that are authored by anonymous people. Come on, Michael, give us all a break. He's basically acting like a prophet of doom, like a biblical prophet of doom that combines some facts, some history, some real medicine, and some crazy conspiracy theories. In other words, he's acting like an unhinged person, and I'm very disappointed in him. Look, coronavirus, the Chinese coronavirus is dangerous, and it can be a big problem. But much like other viruses that we've encountered in the last 10, 20 years, it can also be controlled. And it is my belief that with rational behavior, effective prevention and treatment, we can beat this thing back. We can move on. America and the world can move on. But we can't move on with fear mongering. We can't move on with hysteria. We have to move on rationally as a scientific nation and also a nation that has belief in its heart. So instead of living in fear and dread and depression, I hope all the listeners of the AJ Steele Show will stick around. And when I get back from our little break, I will explain in layman's terms everything you need to know about this coronavirus, everything you need to know about prevention, and everything I know about the healthcare solutions that are being presented to us as Americans. If we all work together, if we're all educated, if we don't panic and we do a few simple logical things, we will beat this virus and we can get back to our daily lives, which are challenging enough without having to deal with pandemics, false prophets of doom, and fake news. This is the AJ Steele Show. We will be right back. The AJ Steele Show. Think of your loudmouth best friend, hated by all the wives, because he tells it just like it is. Welcome back to the AJ Steele Show. 
So we're trying to dispel all the rumors, all the innuendos, all the crazy stuff that you hear in the radio and on TV, and definitely a lot of the crazy stuff that we all read on the internet, Twitter, Facebook, etc. So let's get down to the brass tacks. Let's talk about the real Chinese coronavirus and how it got started. The first time China reported the discovery of the virus to the world was on December 31st. But there's a lot of evidence that the official time when the coronavirus was first discovered was in October, October 2019. And they didn't let anybody in the world know about it. And it just festered in there. They had lots of parties, Chinese New Year, etc. And they kept it quiet from the rest of the world, which helped it start spreading. And as you know, China is very, very involved in much of the world both through legal trade deals with the U.S. and Europe and Africa and Asia. And I didn't forget Australia over there, little Australia. But China is also involved in uh, very sinister countries, terrorist countries like Iran and North Korea and uh, a lot of the Arab worlds. Uh, The Chinese sure do a lot of business with all of those countries, some in the open and some in the dark world of international trade. China is not our friend. China is not a good country. It's a very, very sinister, self-serving country, which I don't blame them. I mean, the Chinese want to take care of China. But their greedy government is involved in many, many bad things in this world. And anybody who thinks that they're our friends is a fool. They are our competitors. And more than that, they're actually our enemies. So China knew about this somewhere in October 2019, or let's say... For sure, they knew about it in December, but I don't trust them. Meantime, all of these Chinese experts are flying to the United States. You know, we have lots of Chinese people from mainland China working in our universities and our schools and in Silicon Valley and in all the other high-tech hubs in America. And they're studying sciences in all of our great universities from all the brilliant professors we have here in America stealing information from us, doing trade deals, and not just to the U.S. They're going to Europe, and Europe is very beholden to China because Europe is a a very, very greedy entity, and I'm talking about the European Union. They have all kinds of deals with China to save money, and basically they've sold their soul to the devil, the devil of China. Now, naturally, the poor countries of Africa who are mineral-rich but don't have lots of infrastructure are very tied to China. They have political and economic ties to China, and they're very dependent on China for much of their commerce. Now, the really bad countries like Iran and North Korea, the only way they have to defy the sanctions that uh, President Trump, the U.S., and the Western world put on them is by dirty backroom trading with China. So China is in everything, and China is everywhere. And if China has a coronavirus problem, a local epidemic Rest assured, that's going to become a pandemic. It's going to spread all over the world. And this is especially dangerous in light of the fact that the Chinese hid that they have this horrible epidemic brewing right there in Wuhan. So these criminals in China kept this whole thing quiet until large regions of China had this epidemic. And uh, they kept it under wraps until the rest of the world was already infected. In other words, the cat was out of the bag before we even knew there was a cat or even a bag. And that's why this became such a horrible problem for all of us. What China did was immoral, unethical, 
highly selfish and just plain evil. But I don't expect any better from a totalitarian communist country. The only people that trust them seem to be our media, some of our politicians, and the greedy corporations that benefit from our business interests with them. Not to mention all the idiots that hate President Trump so much that they would even side with the devil against him. I'm going to do a whole new show discussing all the politicians and all the corporations and how they prostituted our country and the West to China. But that's for another show. Right now, I want to concentrate on the coronavirus and get all the information out that I can, the real information, not the kind of hype and crap that you hear from the rest of the media out there. So supposedly the coronavirus, this particular strain, got started when some people in China ate bat soup. Do I believe that? That's the official line. Do I know for sure? No, because I know that in Wuhan, China, there's a huge lab, a stage four, super secret, high-level microbiology lab, where they supposedly study biological weapons and they study viruses and bacteria. Do I know that they're not the ones that contaminated the markets in China and the rest of the world? I don't know. But let's pass on that. Let's just pretend that this Wuhan virus started because of bats, a transmission from an animal to a human, something called zoonosis. Now, this is not the first time it happened. We've had cases like the avian flu that uh, came from birds, transmission from birds to humans. We've had the AIDS virus, which supposedly came from some monkeys in Africa. And even the Ebola that everybody knows about, that supposedly also came from an animal to human transmission. But one particular virus that is very similar to the coronavirus we're talking about now is the SARS virus that came out of China as well. That version of the coronavirus was around in 2002-2003, and it was very similar genetically to the coronavirus we have right now. As a matter of fact, they're about 80% the same, but there's some serious differences, and these are the differences. The SARS virus was actually much, much more deadly. The mortality rates of the SARS virus were quite a bit higher than the mortality rate of the current Chinese coronavirus. So the good news is that the current coronavirus that we're dealing with is not even close to being as dangerous as the SARS virus was. But let's not rejoice too soon. The current coronavirus, the Chinese virus that we're dealing with right now all over the world, spreads a lot more easily. It's much more virulent. It's much more virulent than the SARS virus in 2003, and it's actually three to four times more virulent than the flu virus that we have here in America. So what does that mean? That means that it's a lot easier to catch the disease. It's a lot easier to get sick from this disease, and it spreads a lot more rapidly. So all this stuff sounds very sinister, and in some ways it is. But it's not the end of the world. We're not living in the dark ages where people were doing bloodlettings and other crazy things. We know a lot about the spread of viruses. We know about the spread of infection and how to prevent it. And we even have some medications that are showing a lot of promise. When we get back to the AJ Steele show, I'm going to talk about containment of this infection, how to protect yourself, your family, your loved ones at home, in public. And I'm also going to discuss a few of the medications that they're talking about that show a lot of promise. Listen, I know our country is going through a real rough time. It's not just our country, it's the whole world. 
And many of you out there are scared. You're scared for your kids. You're scared for your parents. You're scared for your friends. It's very difficult to deal with all of these things, including the isolation that we're under because of the policies of our government. Uh, It can lead to depression. It can lead to sadness. And it can lead to a feeling of hopelessness. But before we lose all hope, I would like to remind you that here at the AJ Steele Show, we're going to tell the truth the best way we can, and we're going to do our best to shine a light on the facts, and we're going to try to dispel all the nasty rumors you hear from the media and from the internet, and we're going to remind you that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and knowledge and education defeat fear, and when we get back, You're going to learn about some things that might dispel your anxiety and show you that there's always hope out there. This is the AJ Steele Show. You're listening to the AJ Steele Show, where no topic is off limits, no discussion too harsh, no truth more true. The AJ Steele Show, we tell it like it is. Welcome back. I can talk all day about statistics and about the infection yield curves and how we're trying to flatten them and what's going to happen and doom and gloom, but it's not going to help any individual. Individual people, people like you, my dear listeners, you need facts. You need the truth and you need it now so you can protect your loved ones and yourself. So where do we start? This Chinese coronavirus has a death rate of anywhere between 1% to 3%. Now, what does that mean? It means that 1% to 3% of people diagnosed with the coronavirus are going to die. Now, does that mean that 1% to 3% of everyone who gets the coronavirus is going to die? No, absolutely not. Because don't forget, about 80% of the people out there that will get the coronavirus will have no symptoms or mild symptoms. So what does that mean? Most people that go and get the coronavirus test do so because their doctor sends them there. And they send those people there because they have serious symptoms. They have the upper respiratory issues. They have the lung issues. They have the high temperature and all the other signs of the upper respiratory infection as well as possibly pneumonia. In other words, the people that will be tested are already very sick and compromised by the coronavirus and any other underlying health issues they might have. But most people will not get tested. And it's possible that a large percentage of the population right here in the U.S. and the world already had the coronavirus or still has it. And yet there's no real ill effects. So, again, the whole numbers of one to three percent of deaths is very, very skewed. Why? Because, again, most people that have the coronavirus will not be very sick. They might feel like they have a common cold. And therefore, they will not be tested or ever diagnosed as having the coronavirus. So their numbers will not be counted when you look at mortality rates. To me, the whole concept that 1, 2, or 3% of all people who get coronavirus infection will die is absolutely not true. Now, this is good news on some levels because I think that a very, very, very low percentage, possibly less than 1% of people that get the coronavirus will die. But, and there's always a big but, 
everyone that gets the coronavirus, and that's people that are sick or people who are relatively in good shape, they are still carriers of the virus and they can still contaminate and pass along the infection to other people. So in some ways, we will never know how many people out there really have the coronavirus, but we do know that those people that have it, even the ones without symptoms, can still pass on the disease to other people who may be immunocompromised. So let's talk about people who are immunocompromised. First of all, we know that most of the people that have died from the coronavirus are older. The older you get, the more you are in danger of infection. And this is not just a coronavirus. Things like the common cold and the influenza, the flu, can be very dangerous to elderly people. Older folks are more susceptible to getting very sick because they have many underlying conditions. Some of them have heart conditions. Some of them have had strokes. Some of them have lung issues. Some have diabetes and a whole host of other comorbidities. Older people are very susceptible to infections, and it appears that the coronavirus is especially dangerous to them. Now, old people are not the only victims of coronavirus. Unfortunately, even younger people, even much younger people who have weakened immune systems are also at a high risk for infection. So it's not good news to them and it's not good news to the elderly. But there are solutions. And the number one solution is prevention. Now, we have to absolutely make sure that most of our elderly people and most of the younger people that have weak immune systems get as much protection from contracting the virus as possible. And how do we do that? The best thing we can do is social isolation. If we don't come in contact with anybody that has the disease or touch any surface that has the virus on it, then we don't get the virus. That's the simplest way to avoid getting sick. But naturally, we can't just do that because we live in a world and we have to go shopping and we have to get out to the doctor's office and we have to get out to the park for a walk and take the dog out. So there's other things we can do and they're quite simple, but we have to follow them religiously, methodically. And what I'm meaning by that is all the time, 24-7. Number one, we have to eat healthy, try to keep healthy and take as many vitamins and minerals as we need to take. We all know that many, many people in America don't eat very healthy foods, and as a result, they don't get all the vitamins and all the minerals that they need. So what do you do about that? Eat better. And if you can't eat better, take a good vitamin supplement. Now, hand washing. Everybody keeps forgetting how important hand washing is. I remember my mom making me wash my hands before every meal, and when I got back home from school, and when I got done with... Uh, playing with all of my friends down in the neighborhood. And I absolutely hated it. I hated it when she put out the soap and turned on that faucet and watched over me to make sure I washed my hands the right way. My mom was right. Washing your hands is one of the best ways to keep from getting sick. And that rule still works today. So you should constantly wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds or more and make sure you do it all the time. When you come home from being out, before you eat, after visiting with friends, after touching surfaces you're not used to touching, and definitely after being in the doctor's office. And if you don't have soap and water, 
get some of those hand sanitizers that they sell in the stores that have a lot of alcohol in them. Proper hand washing, proper sanitizing of our hands, and not touching our face, our eyes, our mouth are some of the best ways to prevent the transmission of the Chinese coronavirus. Very simple, but very effective. Now, last but not least, if you're coughing, if you're sneezing, make sure you cover your cough either with your inner elbow or with some kind of a wipe or a uh, tissue, and then make sure you throw the tissue in the garbage. You don't want to spread whatever it is you have, and it doesn't even matter whether it's coronavirus or it's the flu or just a common cold. You want to make sure other people don't get infected by that same bug that infected you. And there's other common, common sense things you can do. Don't shake hands. Don't hug strangers. Don't hug people that are your friends. Just keep a body distance of about six feet from each other. I know it's a new code word now called uh, social distancing. But social distancing makes perfect sense in these dangerous times. And you should absolutely follow it. So all of these simple things I've outlined, they're not foolproof and they're not a complete guarantee you're not going to get sick, but they're definitely going to reduce the chance of you getting sick or transmitting your illness to some other people who might be at a higher risk than you are. We're going to take a little break now and when we get back, I'm going to discuss a couple of the new medications and the new treatments they're talking about for coronavirus and my final thoughts. This is the AJ Steele Show. Stick around. AJ Steele, not right, not left, just right. Don't Welcome back. So we've gone through a lot of stuff. We've discussed how the virus got started, how it got started in Wuhan, China, and how it spread throughout the world. But we also spoke about the most important thing we can do right now, and it's called prevention. If you're not exposed to the virus, you will not get sick. That's just basic. And those prevention methods I've talked about are very simple, and we can all do those simple things. And as a matter of fact, we must do those things. So I think we've covered all the things we can do as individuals at nauseum, and I think we need to start talking a little bit about what science is offering us as uh, far as cures and as far as preventatives. Everything I'm going to talk about now is based on the latest medical information available to me via medical publications, news articles, and colleagues of mine who still work in the medical field. I want my listeners to be aware that I am not any kind of uh, medical authority, but I have worked in the medical field for many, many years in a senior capacity, and I try to keep up with all the latest news and medical developments. Medicine is evolving as we speak, and there's trials and new medications and vaccines coming to the market, but unfortunately, I can't guarantee that they are going to work, and I will not give you any kind of false promises. But having said that, I will also tell you that there are very exciting developments in the search for the cure for this latest coronavirus. So let's start with a little background of our immune system and how it deals with viruses. Believe it or not, our immune system, the normal uncompromised immune system that most of us human beings have, is very, very efficient and it can deal with a whole host of enemies, viruses, bacteria, etc., 
And the way it works is very simple, simple as far as the general concept is concerned, but the system is actually very, very complex. Our immune system gets activated once it detects a foreign body that is coming into your bloodstream or into your lungs or into any other part of your body. And then within a short term, it responds with antibodies. Now, antibodies are produced by your white blood cells. Think of them as little soldiers that go through your blood and attack any kind of foreign invader. That invader can be a virus, it can be a bacteria, or it can be even pollen for that matter. Now, these white cells have a long memory. Whenever the body is introduced to a pathogen that they recognize, like an older flu or an older infection, they know exactly what to do, and the body is basically immune to that. Unfortunately, the white blood cells and your body are not immune to brand new diseases, such as the Chinese coronavirus, because the, your body has never seen anything like it. So that doesn't mean that your body and your, your immune system will not fight it, but it means that it has to develop new antibodies, brand new antibodies that are very specific to this new invader, this new virus. And once your body actually fights off and destroys those viruses, those new viruses that were introduced to it, hopefully it becomes immune to that particular infection and you will not get that infection ever again. That is the whole concept of immunity. Your body recognizes the attacker and destroys it immediately because it remembers it from past attacks. So what does this mean to all of us sitting at home, extremely worried about this new coronavirus? What this means is that the average healthy adult or child that does not have any kind of healthcare issues is very capable of fighting and defeating this new Chinese coronavirus with very little after effects. But in addition to our body being so powerful, there's also science. And science has come up with ways to boost our immune system and help us fight this infection. Scientists are able to either create that immunity artificially by giving you an engineered vaccine or by giving you blood or blood serum from people who already had the infection and beat it. Now, their blood is going to be very rich with the antibodies that are specifically designed to destroy this infection. The vaccine, on the other hand, mimics the virus and kind of fools your own body into creating the antibodies that you will need to fight the real virus if and when you are infected by it. So is our coronavirus problem solved? No, not quite yet, because vaccines take a long, long time to develop. And there are great minds working on vaccines all over the world, but unfortunately, it will take about six months to a year to actually have a vaccine if we ever get one. So should we just give up and call Dr. Kevorkian and it's the end of the world? Absolutely not. There's a few medications in the pipeline that work very different than vaccines or blood serum transfusions. These medications don't use your body's immunity to fight the infection, but they actually attack the virus head on. And these medications, one of which is a very, very old anti-malarial medication that is given in a combination with a very popular antibiotic called Zithromax or z seem to show a lot of promise. This medication is called chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine, and it was developed in 1934, a long time ago. It was developed for malaria, 
And believe it or not, it is still used for malaria all over the world and for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis as well as lupus in secondary use. So how does any of this relate to the Chinese coronavirus that we're dealing with now? Well, apparently, when this medication is used in combination with ZPAC antibiotics for secondary infections, it has a 100% success rate in beating the coronavirus within six days. Now, if that's true, that's an amazing conclusion. And there's already three studies right now that have proven that this medication works. Our FDA is currently studying this medication, and in a very, very short time, we will know if this is the panacea, if this is the magic pill that will solve the coronavirus outbreak in America and in the world. I don't know for sure. The doctors don't know for sure, but it looks very promising. At this point, all we can do is pray and hope for the best. We know all the side effects from chloroquine. We know that it is extremely affordable because it's an old drug and it's in generic form now. And if everything proves right, this drug can be the answer to all of our prayers. Now, chloroquine is not the only drug that's being developed or looked at for coronavirus. There's also another antiviral drug called Remdesivir, which has shown some promise against Ebola and coronavirus. So for all we know, these great scientists and doctors are developing something right now that may help us solve the horrible pandemic that we're dealing with due to the Chinese coronavirus. So in closing, am I giving you false hope? I hope not. I've tried to educate you to let you know how dangerous coronavirus can be, especially to certain demographics and age groups. But I've also tried to teach you and show you the way to try to avoid ever getting infected and also how to keep your body in good shape so if you do get infected, you're able to deal with it a little better. The bottom line is that all of us here in America and in the rest of the world, we're all in on this together. There is always hope. Things may get tough, but I really see the light at the end of this tunnel. And we all have to stick together take care of each other, love each other, and appreciate our fellow man. And in the end, we're going to win. And God willing, our scientists and our doctors and our medical personnel, they do the best they can, and we do the best that we can on our end, and we'll beat this thing together, and we'll come back strong and full of life. May God bless you and all of America and the rest of the world. This is the AJ Steele Show. All I really want to be is a guy that gets a girl. All I really want to be. All I really want to be is a guy that gets a girl. The AJ Steele Show, copyrighted 2020.